it's funny because you're like, Mono Zygote. And I'm like, yeah, Mono Zygote. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nicole. And I'm Alexis. You're listening to Double Take, a twin cast. We're identical twins, and we're exploring all sorts of things about twindom and multiples. In our first full episode, we chatted with some other twins, both identical and fraternal, about their twin experiences. We realized, though, that we never really told you, lovely listeners, much about us. So that's what we're going to focus this episode on. Who we are, what our particular twin experience has been like, and why we're even putting this whole thing together. My name is Julius, and I'm your twin brother. Don't you find it peculiar that we both look so much alike? Twins, Basil. Twins. Identical to the bone, right? And do you all have that twin thing where you read each other's thoughts? So let's start out with one of the first things most twins are asked. Identical or fraternal? Identical, of course. Yep, we're identical twins. In fact, we're nearly mirror image twins. Technically, that means one of us should be left-handed, right? Yeah, I think so. From my understanding, mirror image twins develop when the egg splits about a week or so after conception. By that time, the egg has developed a left and right side, so the babies develop reverse asymmetric features. As far as why we're both right-handed, I'm not sure if our schooling just trained it out of us or we're really not mirror image twins, but I don't think there's really a way to test for that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know if the egg splits even later, that's when you get conjoined twins. But I'm not sure if there's a way to find out when the egg actually did split. That's something we'll have to ask some twin researchers about on a future episode. I do know that what it meant for us was that as we developed, we'd have things happen on opposite sides. So if you lost a tooth on your left side, I'd lose the same one on my right about a week or so later. One thing that sounds kind of fun about mirror image twins is that we sort of pull in opposite directions, right? Yep. From what I understand, every person has a direction that they'll lean towards. So if you're walking blindfolded in a large field, which happens all the time, I'm not really sure, but if you're walking blindfolded in a large field and trying to go in a straight line, you will sort of spiral one direction or another. Tests on mirror image twins show that they go in opposite directions. We definitely have to test that sometime. Maybe when you come to visit, we'll go to a field in Red Hook and just wander around blindfolded. Yeah. Or you could come to Seattle and there are plenty of fields around here. But yeah, I know when we were little, we used to curl in opposite directions in our cribs, or I guess more likely your crib, because I used to somehow escape from mine, crawl across the room and get into yours. You must have been either very determined to hang out with me or quite the escape artist. Yeah, probably a little bit of both. I'm not sure. (laughs) We actually interviewed our mom. We're going to have a full episode with her soon, but this seemed like a good time to play this from our first chat. So mom, if you could uh, first just introduce yourself, who, who you are. I'm Chris Carter. I am Alexis and Nicole's mom. We talked about what it was like having two tiny infant babies, and we were tiny. Nicole was 4.1 pounds, and I was a mere 3.14. I had to stay in an incubator, and I had a little heart murmur that luckily I grew out of. I remember that when we went back to the hospital when we were a little bit older, they still remembered us because at the time, we were the tiniest babies they'd ever had. It's so crazy. But all right, here we go. Like, I remember hearing that when Lou came to help you when we were born, um, that you guys did, like, faux twin studies on us. My sister, my oldest sister, was a twin specialist. I mean, she'd spent, I don't know, maybe eight, ten years going around the world lecturing on twins. So, And that's our Aunt Lou. Yes. The, the one that I remember the most, because, yes, we were constantly looking for were indications of some of the stories that we'd heard or what what sort of twins you would be. I mean, I 
always thought of you as two separate human beings that that happened to look a lot alike. But I also knew that that you had to be you had to have a lot of differences and I had to seek those out. I had to look for those. So what the one experiment that we did, we were looking for similarities like where there might be links between you, psychic kinds of links. And Lou was giving, I think it was Nicole, a bath in the kitchen. I was living in an apartment at the time. And so Alexis was in the crib on the other side of the wall in the kind of living room. And when all of a sudden Alexis like put her arms up in kind of a strange way. And I said, oh, what did you just do? And Lou had just submerged Nicole down into the water and Nicole's arms had, you know, got up. So we were all excited because that was like, oh, look, they did a twin thing. Um, But that was really the only twin, that kind of sinking thing that, that we ever saw. I mean, wasn't like the Canadian twins who ran the triathlon and, you know, would complete each other's thoughts and all that. You were not like that. Um, but we did, we did keep an eye on how your teeth came in. We found a different, you had the same different sort of mark on opposite ears. So we determined you were mirror image twins at some point. So yeah, we were monitoring a whole lot of things because Lou had we knew that you were identical twins because of the placenta report. In spite of what the doctor said, you can't tell. Um, and I meant to look that up so that I could come up with that term for you, mono something or other. But you were an egg, that one egg that split, which made you identical. Monozygote. Yeah, monozygote. Thanks for talking to us, Mom, and we'll get to the rest of your interviews soon. Another common question we get is, who's older? Yeah, that one used to make me really angry, because the answer is technically you, but since mom had a C-section, it should have been me. Yeah, it's always been a thing, and it is one of the first questions we always get. What it really meant is that when we were in utero, I was first in line for nutrients. So even though we're identical, you can kind of tell us apart in baby photos, because I have a slightly rounder face. You have to really know us to tell that, though. True. The other thing I remember hearing about us growing up is that you were more adventurous, but I was pretty observant. Mom has a funny story about how, as a baby, you kept trying to learn how to sit up in a chair and falling over. I just sat and watched the whole time. When you finally got it, I just went up and did it in my first go. I made you do all the hard work. Yeah. Must have been really mean as a two-year-old, or however old we were at that point. (laughs) So now we live across the country from each other. I live in Brooklyn, New York with my husband, Chris, and my one-eyed pirate cat, Fern. And I live in Seattle with my boyfriend, Justin. Our one-eyed pirate dog, Topher, his brother, Giles, and our old lady cat, Mazzy. And yes, we both have one-eyed animals. Though they seem much less excited about it than we are. We tried so hard to get them to talk to each other, and they just didn't care. Yeah, Fern's not all about the Skyping. (laughs) No, and Topher really just wants to hang out with his brother. Although the funny part is that because you have Topher is really the reason that I have Fern, because I knew that animals with one eye do not require any extra help, and they're just as normal and even way more cute than other animals. Which I actually had no idea about until we started talking about this podcast and the fact that we both have one-eyed animals. It's awesome to continue learning about each other even as we do research on other twins. It's true. Yeah, I mean, it gets us talking about our relationship and things that, I don't know, I guess I just thought you knew, but maybe didn't. And it's been pretty interesting that way. Because you know what? It turns out twins, not telepathic. No, sadly, we do not have that link. (laughs) 
As far as what we do, we both went into creative fields in school. I went to school for film and am now a freelance video editor and motion graphics designer. I'm also a fire spinner in the all-female troupe Luxorati based in Philadelphia, so that's pretty fun. I majored in creative writing and visual arts when I was an undergrad and then went to grad school for creative writing, so I have an MFA in poetry, which is super useful. I also volunteer a lot. I run a women's climbing community here in Seattle called She Rocks, and I help instruct and organize the Washington Alpine Club classes, both for mountain climbing and then some intermediate alpine rock climbing. And so I'm pretty active in the outdoors and a little less so in the poetry space. Um, I also happen to work for Amazon, which is all over Seattle, but it's not what brought me out here. Since we live across the country from each other, we text and call more than actually seeing each other in person. At some point, we talked about collaborating on a project. I think we both liked the idea of seeing what we could accomplish together from so far away. Yeah, we tossed around a few ideas, but when we asked ourselves what we had that might be interesting to others, being identical twins kept coming up. And, well, we both love podcasts, so it seemed like a natural fit. Yeah, and even though I'm in the field of media creation, working on this podcast has definitely been a learning experience. Beyond just the technical, it's really hard to coordinate our schedules. Between the time difference, my freelance hustle, and your outdoor adventuring, we just don't have a lot of crossover time. No, we don't. But this is fun. And you know what? I'm actually learning a lot about twins through all of our research. It's one thing to know you are a twin. It's another to learn about the biology, psychology, and sociology around twins and multiples. It has been pretty fascinating so far. I had no idea there were so many superstitions about twins. I'm doing research right now for an upcoming episode about African tribes in the early 1900s, and some of it is pretty heartbreaking. I'm looking forward to all the things we're going to learn while working on this podcast. Me too. Thanks to all our listeners and the nice notes we've gotten so far about our first episode. This is a learning process, and we're really happy to have you along for the ride. If you'd like to connect or leave us a voicemail, you can call our twin line at 201-540-TWIN. You can also visit us online at doubletaketwincast.com or send us a note to doubletaketwincast at gmail.com. Our theme music is from My Bubba. Additional music is from the Free Music Archive by Poddington Bear. You can find links on our site, doubletaketwincast.com. We're produced across coasts in New York and Seattle by me, Nicole Vergala. And me, Alexis Vergala. Thanks for listening. More episodes soonish. Twins.